0: to Sin City with Nick Manessis and Dane McLean. Live chat about everything cinema. From new releases, iconic films, and plenty more for you movie lovers. Live for CMRU.ca. And now to the men behind the mic.
1: Hello and welcome, CMRU. This is your host of Sin City, Dane McLean. I'm and Nick Menesis. Founder. Nick Manessis is with me today.
0: We're both the founders of this afterward, not just me. We're both. You are the true founder though, my friend, you are the true founder. No, too kind, man, you're too kind. So, mm, before we get started, let's catch up. Like, how you been? Like, what you been up to lately?
1: Sorry, I'm just going to turn on my camera now. I'm outside today. Uh, sorry, it's a bit noisy. Thank you, Nico. I'm just, uh Tell me if it's too loud or anything.
0: Uh, I mean, uh, it should be fine, it should just fine.
1: Okay. I guess in my, my back garden, actually. I've been well, man, I've been well. Just busy working, busy doing my projects that are soon to be released here, soon in the next few days. Um, busy with class, but it's been a good summer. Going outside, vacationing at home has been kind of interesting. It's different from previous summers, traveling, but... Well, man, how are you?
0: It's great to hear, man. Uh, same here. I'm also doing well, man. And by the way, again, congratulations on your upcoming surfing in the dark
1: project. Aw, oh, thank awesome. you, man. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to release it to the world here soon.
0: It will not disappoint. We all
1: know Anyone that. I to
0: hear it. Nico. And speaking of that, I've been, as you know, I've lately been, right now I'm really trying to get the hang of playing the keyboard. It's
1: great to hear that.
0: I found a a more easier strategy on on Google. How to do it. So, yeah.
1: Soon you'll be the next Elton John.
0: (laughs) I'm not really so sure about that, but thanks for the kind words as always, man. And you're going to be the next Elvis Presley.
1: That would be amazing, but there can never be another another one, the next one. It's too it's too big of a too big of a gap to fill. Too big of shoes to fill. That's the saying. Sorry, not not gap. I right. know <laughs> I'm saying it's it's, it's a Monday.
0: Very good. And also um. And yeah, also I was talking to our mutual friend John Swan, and he suggested that we should we should meet meet some time in the future, like you know, to talk about your upcoming project.
1: Oh, absolutely! I would love to. I need to meet with you guys soon in person and uh, do a movie night or something outside projector. Oh, yeah. 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 for sure, man.
0: Absolutely, yeah. What you just said had me falling for many minutes. <laughs> Never go tired of saying it. Love love them. like love all your songs. I, I, I heard all of them. Like, well done, man. Uh, but my favorite so far has has always been and still is, uh, Why Don't You Sense Me.
1: That's the uh that's the the classic I think of the of the four right now. That's the one that people always I think referred to of those four demos and i i, I agree with i agree with that i think it's the most uh ready to be released i think one of, of the four nice nice you should be proud
0: nice the initial so today for our episode we're going to be doing something a bit different in which the guests in this case are us We like think this could be a great opportunity for our listeners to know more about us, basically, and especially you. Like in terms of what started your your path here in the film industry, like so. It started uh, like what was it? Like what was it that really hooked you into where you are right now?
1: Hmm. That's a great question. So definitely would have to go back to being a teenager, high school. I really got into the world of cinema with film classes that I was enrolled in. And it really opened up, really opened me up to so many new films and new genres and movies from all around the world. So that was probably what really pushed me to, to consider it as a career or as a viable option for myself. And, um, but I had always loved movies growing up and my parents are big movie buffs themselves and nice. introduced me to great movies like amelie lost in translation and eventually when i got older my dad introduced me to you know pulp fiction and nice. tarantino movies when, once i was of age right 18 that's probably that's, it's a, yeah. it's not the best movie to watch as a kid but <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> but um yeah so they nice. they love movies my parents love movies now That was also a big reason why I got into film in the first place. But how about you, (laughs) Nick? What was it for you?
0: That's a great question. first, of, first of all, no, that's really, that's a really powerful story. Like we got a whole family full of film buffs. Like nice, McLean, the McLean family for the win. <laughs> nice. That's really, that's really impressive, dude. Like seriously, um, I'd say I share a similar, a similar path to yours. Like I've always loved films. Like, And what really hooked me, like what got me interested in the the film industry as well as you would have to be my time in film studies. I was in high school, too. Was probably the only subject I cared about, really. And there, my film professor, Mr. Vergara, he was a Mexican filmmaker, and he basically taught us all of these all these Hispanic, Latin American films—films like films I've never heard of or seen until that day—but the one that really hooked me out of all of them would have to be *Pan's Labyrinth*.
1: Yes, yes, I, one of my all-time favorite movies. Incredible film.
0: Oh, yeah, very much.
1: Guillermo del Toro was best. Maybe his very best.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Gotta see more of his films, too. I've only seen two, which would be that one and The Shape of Water. Um, yeah. One of
1: my favorites, yeah. Excellent, excellent work, man. Naming Del Toro has me excited already. To yeah, yeah. started.
0: Definitely and also um, like f- films when what really hooked, I've always loved films because how I see it like films is like looking into another world since I was since I was a child like they, they taught me that a principle I stand by to this day which is anything is possible and I want to be part of that to escape more into
1: that world absolutely yeah it's a very um it's a freeing feeling, I guess, Definitely. when you're growing up. You you could escape into these films, put yourself in another world, into another world, and also realize that you can create these amazing stories and in, in worlds yourself one day. I think that was always the, the thing that was really intriguing for me. I mean, like, to even imagine creating another other world inside of a film scene, like you're almost performing magic right like it's absolutely yes the thing to the magic
0: and the best part really? is that the audience will never leave for the next act
1: so, right, Nico.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. also in regards to the people, who were some of your some of your biggest influences in in where you are in starting your career path in the film industry? It doesn't have to be, there can be many. You can maybe make a list of all of them. They'd
1: love to. Yeah. For me, it was, um, I would say my, my grade 10 to 11 film teacher. Um, Mr. Sedman, Mr. Sedman—that was his name, yeah. Where's he from? Shadow, out, shout out Mr. Sedman. Um, he was—he was from Canada. He was from here. He was a great teacher, and uh, he was probably, yeah, one of the biggest influences on me. Just the choices he made in class, and uh, yeah, like *Pan's Labyrinth* and um, *The Matrix*, dozens of other movies, countless movies, *Blade Runner*. The list could go on, right? Uh, as well as my grade 12 teacher, I think his name was Mr. Gage. He was also a big influence on me. That was at the end of my high school time in film classes. And then um, in university, the professors I've had so far, uh, Michelle Braun at Mount Royal, Brooks DeCelia, professors in particular that I've had for film related classes that have really, really been a huge influences on me. All of the uh, professors in the broadcast media studies program, um, and, oh yeah, in between that as well, um, I definitely can't forget mentioning. I spent a year at a uh, at a vocational school in between high school, university and a film class uh, right beside my high school at, at a school um, and uh, Mr. Schwant, he was my teacher at the time and he, he was actually the one that really pushed me the most I think. To make film, to make myself, and uh, that's where I made one of my first ever short films. Yeah, actually, my very first short film, so my very first screenplays, and uh, he taught me a lot about equipment, lighting, and uh, everything technical, right, so I would say he was one of the biggest influences for me, but there's so many out there, right, there's just like an endless amount of people that have influenced me, but those in particular, as like mentors, I would say
0: was That's really impressive. Like You have all these special people going all over the years, and they still hold a huge impact to you today, and still do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. If it wasn't for them, you would never imagine it as like, OK, this is a viable, realistic thing. Your professors do help you act as um, as mentors, like I said inspire you and they they've worked in the industry and it makes it all seem possible it doesn't seem like just a dream when you actually hear the tangible um, results and the experiences Amazing.
0: Wow. really interesting story Dane. like you should definitely add that to your autobiography one day
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone for sure they have that same well Everyone has a similar kind of journey, I think, but it is it is so important to make note of those people, right? Like the people that uh, were there for you when you were still learning. And I mean, I'm still learning. I'm still a student and everything. And I think I'll always be a student of the of the craft, right? You'll never be. I think as soon as you don't consider yourself a student, that's when you you won't really care to improve, right? You always have to learn more about the genres and what you want to do, so. Yeah,
0: we never stop learning. That's a good message to him, for sure.
1: That's what you teach me as well, Nico. Like and that. I have a of you, Nico. You're also a huge inspiration for me to keep going. Even at my lowest, in the coronavirus pandemic, when things were crumbling around and my projects, well, my one big project was delayed, you, you kept me sane and motivated. So I have to give it to you as well.
0: Likewise for you, man.
1: Uh, thank yeah, you. I know, so. You've helped me every step of the way the last six months. Well, longer than I know. What, like eight months? Eight months. Yeah, I think it's
0: since March, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Six and months already. Before.
1: Sorry, the car is passing.
0: No worries. Okay. I can definitely cut the part out for sure. Um, for me my biggest influences into as to where I am now well for one would of course be my the aforementioned mr. Vergara, who is my Spanish film te- my film teacher he was he also taught Spanish both that and Spanish too mm. uh, and by the way I, I took Spanish. Spanish for me was optional but I took it anyway because it was the easiest out of all the other options and I already knew Spanish so I figured you know why not so I <laughs> He like he really sold me into all these films, like Spanish, Latin American films that really they really like help open my door to all the different the diversity in the film industry, how not everything has to come from the US.
1: Oh, exactly, yeah.
0: And uh, probably another big motivator for me, I like to think, and it's, right now would have to be my mom. guess my mom, she always told me that you are the author of your own story. Like you are. The way i see it you are basically the filmmaker in your own film your own life is like a story and she told me as long as what i pick makes me happy she's oh she'll always be happy and proud of me and that's exactly what i did and i could she could not be even more happier yeah.
1: that's so, amazing thanks that's really that's lovely to hear you have an amazing mother man thank you, thank you. Supposed to. Every, every aspiring filmmaker will, will always need, right? That's
0: right. So true. <laughs> And then when going to, to broad upon entering university, although I haven't quite entered in film studies as a minor yet, my interest still like, opened me up to all the possibilities I could do in the film and entertainment industry, like the writing process, the filming, editing. And of course, another motivator would have to be you, man. Like, uh, you really like helped me to jumpstart my my career even more. Like, I think it's lucky that I, I met you. Like we, we we share the same goal. Basically, we want to become filmmakers. And since we and I think what makes part what makes our career important is we need to start building more, you know, more connections, like grow our our circle even more to help us on the way thanks for that you're an inspiration for all
1: (laughs) oh I love you Nico
0: and same you man and of course shout out to others such as our dear friend and our campus dad Ben Goodman like I he really like since I was right coming up with all these ideas like, film is about taking risks thinking big and he's he's like that kind of guy who always accepts whatever you got no matter how crazy or weird it, it may seem so thanks for that too love you too Ben
1: yeah Ben's been um, he's been a pillar of all of our four years at Mount Royal, I think I think almost everyone can agree with this who has ever known him. He's been a constant support and uh, mentor, and just a motivator. He's always been there, motivating people to do their best and to follow their passions. So,
0: absolutely, so true. Yeah, like Ben. I we mentioned this before. Ben, he's he's basically like our like our dad in the broadcasting department, I and mean, we were his kids. Like, except you're the more you're the more hardworking, responsible sibling, and I can be at times the more foolish sibling. <laughs>
1: I don't think that's true. I, I agree with the dad part, but uh, I think those roles we we alternate between those two things. You and I, true. Sometimes you know, we have many many uh, roles. You and I I
0: agree for sure. Like we're, we're both we're both young men, but deep down we were a kid. We're kids at heart, and that's good. We we'll never lose that side, our happy go friendly kid side. Very true. Yeah. Um, more about your, his, your experience in film. Could you tell me what, more about your, uh, your first short film or more of the short films you produced or directed or wrote?
1: Yeah, so uh, I haven't done nearly as much as I would like to have done so far. But yeah, I, I, I started making short films uh, after high school and between high school and university that one year in the, the program I was in. Like I mentioned before, I never released the short film, but I I did make it. I did make something. I, I'm not saying it's like a complete short film. It was kind of a an incomplete endeavor. Like I I, I made it into a trailer basically. But I had a screenplay and I and I wrote a film. It didn't turn out exactly how I wanted, but it was a good it was a good like first trial. Right when you're 18 and you you're just wanting to get used to the act of creating a something, something with some story, like it, it's it's definitely a work in progress. Absolutely. And then beyond that, I, I really didn't make any short films for, I guess, probably a few years after that, but i gone into travel photography for, for a few years up until, well, still today. And that was kind of what bridged the gap between me actively making films was just being really into travel photography when uh, all of the traveling I've done over the past four years or so. Um, And then eventually I created the short films again in university with, um, Last year, 2019, West with Voices, and 2020, the release of uh, East with Echoes. So those are the two main short film, fictional short films that I've created with a narrative in the last little bit. But I've done documentaries um, also, and uh, yeah, like I have a YouTube channel that I'm developing with my travel videos, so it's definitely like a mix of things. Of course.
0: Good job on all of them, too.
1: Oh, sorry. Right. Right. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go
0: ahead. No, you no, first, actually.
1: Oh, OK. And I was just going to say also, like, the um, commercial work I've done with clients as well through school and uh, outside of school for work as well, so commercial projects so, that I'm also very proud of. So there's a good mix of things I have that I've done, but I have so many more things that I have on the horizon. So I'm very excited about that. And
0: I'm now, real- see what you and me um well my i haven't actually Done any short films until my second year of high school, which was also my first year of film studies. Oh yeah. um, And my, I'd say my film, like my short film, was um, a bit um, iffy. Like I was, I was still learning. Like, like you mentioned, like these kind of things, you don't expect to already be like experienced or a master at it with a snap of your fingers. This, this it takes time basically. Oh my my short film was basically a, uh, a revenge story about this guy who wants to get even with this other guy for for scamming him at a high stakes pool game we ha- i have a pool table in my basement here so i figured that could be a great set piece for a, a film so i figured yeah go for it
1: That's great yeah, yeah. and it's then the it really just starts with that, just whatever you have in your like immediate vicinity, right? Mm, that's right. And uh, I think for me too, when I... I don't want to interrupt you, but yeah, for me uh, too, the same way, just like, whatever whatever was like the most immediate thing in your location at school or at uh, home, mm-hmm. it's, really, it's really good, I think, to start off that way, just incorporating what's around you.
0: Absolutely. Kind of like uh, with your travels, right? Like something that stood out to you, that basically gave you an idea?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, when you're traveling, um, sometimes you're specifically choosing a place to go to, and sometimes you're just wandering and exploring, so whatever whatever's nearest to you, you make use of, definitely.
0: Absolutely. Definitely, I agree with you on that one too. And then the following year, uh, I my next film, which I think was kind of better than the last I made, was one where about these two siblings who happen to be bank robbers who try to rob some money in exchange for getting fake passports to, es- to escape the border, but then they get double-crossed by their employer, so now they try to get even. And my film was then, past nominated for best short film at Sait. They hold these best short film competitions every year, and I didn't attend the festival. But I was told by email that my film won, like the award for best short film. Wow. And that is I, thank you, man. That's when I realized that, yep, I like I think I've got this. So I went for a film, and that's where I am now. And that's how it basically began. Like my calling. That's my, what my calling was.
1: Yeah, because you were initially um, thinking of becoming an engineer. That's correct, right? That's right. Wow. Wow. But, I
0: realized that it's more about, it's not worth being, being good at something and loving it are two different things. Small, you gotta follow what your passion is. And that's exactly what we did, what we both did basically, and here we are now.
1: Yeah. And it's true, like, um, the path to becoming, uh, becoming anything in life is always complicated right there's so many detours and uh side roads you have to go down to get where to where you want to go or planning to go even so for example becoming a filmmaker like that's something that i'm still in the process of i i've made films but it's not my not my um main thing right now right It's not the thing that is um paying my my bills and everything so that's that's like the eventual goal is to make it a career and sustain yourself that way so i think it's it's really it's an amazing experience though because it's it's always something you know you love doing but in the meantime you have to you have to live your life and take in a lot of different experiences and and maybe wear a lot of different hats in the process absolutely and uh, yeah it lets you be interested in so many, so many things, and um, even when you're making films, like if it's a subject that you're working with or a specific topic for research or for whatever reason um, related to your film, you'll have to embrace yourself, or sorry, sorry, no, embrace someone else's story and their life and learn from them. So it's it's really, I think, film is like a genre that it just. It overlaps with so many other things, like you oh, know, we yeah. have to be interested in everything almost, right? Oh,
0: yeah. yeah, I definitely agree with you on that one. Again, like it's like a tree basically and there are different branches of it growing. Like you, are, you mentioned to me before that you're taking marketing, is that right?
1: Like, uh, yeah, I'm doing a class in marketing right now, yeah.
0: Yeah, it could be useful, as you said, like, could be so you can learn more of the financial side about film because film doesn't just, it's not all just about telling stories or the editing process. There are different sides to it, basically. Like, uh, Yeah character study, too. Yeah. Um, what are we going to say? I'm sorry, Dan. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh,
1: hey. Sorry, I cut, cut into you. Sorry.
0: So like character study, too, like psychology could be useful, i say, say. Like, so you can so focus on the, the side of the characters you're writing to
1: as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, as I've grown older, I've realized literally everything that you do and experience has an impact on the stories you, you'll tell. Um, film theory and film classes are amazing, but they're only so much, they're only so much for you as a filmmaker yourself. Like you still have to develop your own unique perspective and, um, you have to develop your vision, right? And your, your style. So it takes, it definitely takes, um, a lot of life experiences, I think to, to have that translate well and to be a unique style and you have to just be yourself. And, um, yeah definitely not shy away from anything that you're interested in like so many filmmakers are you know you see a lot of filmmakers that are the greats and they their roads were so varied you know some of them were into like completely uh, unrelated maybe fields of study and they use that to kind of gain more knowledge and interest in let's say for example i think um i'm forgetting i'm not remember names off the top of my head but there's been lots of directors that have been like in uh, mathematics or science in school and maybe that is a way to help them develop ideas for their film maybe they're they make sci-fis or maybe they um just have to know how a lot of these uh a lot of the the way physics works in movies with with like sets
0: definitely like you have to do a lot of research to like show your work mm -hmm. too
1: exactly and to make a good movie that's like obviously you you have to um, suspend people's beliefs a lot of the time but you still want to make a movie that's like um, somewhat based in real science and like it's realistic enough. It, obviously, there, there will be fiction, but you need to like make something that could possibly happen to really make people yeah. or relate to it, maybe. Of course. I mean, that's not a rule. You can make stuff that's, that, that is isn't in reality and all, and that's amazing also. So it's like there's no rules to it, but it, it depends on what you want to do, and every experience is, is important to, 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 to like digest it become a better person and become a better filmmaker in the process I think.
0: more wise words from you my friend like and what you mentioned before how there are no rules that could be also a tagline for cinema as a whole because like we've like you and Ben, have mentioned before that there are no rules in the film industry like there, there's no instruction manual or step-by-step you basically make the rules there is no particular order
1: exactly yeah so true sorry i meant to say suspension of dis- your suspension of disbelief Sus- suspend the viewer's distance but um you're so right there are no rules at all like um it really comes down to it really comes down to like as far as becoming an impactful filmmaker i think it takes a lot of uh, a, a very much a unique perspective to make it happen. Like, If you're trying to copy out of a textbook, it won't work as well as just making something that's kind of imperfect, but in that way, it, it can be better, right? Absolutely. It have to be perfect yeah. to be good, that sort of idea.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: You could be very well be the non film guru.
1: <laughs> I doubt it. Man. I doubt it. There's, there's so many people that know more than me about film but it's it's something that I think like I've had to realize you just you just have to live your life and then see what happens like you just have to love film but also um, realize that uh, to be a good filmmaker I think you just have to sort of deviate from what you are really focused on and learn more about new things so always learning new things I think is a big lesson that I've had to learn
0: absolutely so me, me too as well. You gotta just try everything that way. In your experience as a filmmaker, um, correct me if I'm wrong, you you directed, uh, you wrote, and you also uh, filmed like, were for the cinematography too?
1: Oh, sorry, sorry. I missed that part. I
0: think, um, in all your your roles in the films you worked in, as like director, writer, or producer, or editor, like out of all the positions you've been in, which do you think you find the more more easy or more comfortable with you? Um,
1: I love everything that I've done so far, in every role. So that's a good question. A very good question. Definitely depends on the project. Depends on if it's my own project or someone else's project but yeah uh, i love everything i've done so far definitely it's, i have interest in every aspect definitely yeah how about how about you
0: well you in the few short films i participated in i was mostly a uh, director the writer and, and in some cases the actor but much like you I, I like each role I, I'm in but the one I find the most that resonates with me the most would be as a writer because you really you really have your as a writer you have your your freedom to choose whatever you want in your story like you are t- practically I could say the same as a filmmaker as a whole you're practically your own boss I'd say like, and that's the importance in film. In film, to me, like having that the l- l- freedom to choose what you want to do, which is why I find that position to be the strongest with me.
1: Definitely, I agree with you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, also, one. But in the two short films, the last two short films, you were in uh, East with Echoes and West with Voices. It was Ryan Robinson, right, who directed those two.
1: Um, so I directed uh, West with Voices, and then I kind of gave him the torch for um, East with Echoes.
0: Yeah, I see. All right. Good, good job too on your your performance. Like, that was so well done. Like, I say Oscar worthy. Best.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about that, but yeah, they were fun projects, really fun projects, and I'm really happy I experienced both of them.
0: Good job too. Yeah, I remember, when we were in Mount Royal, and uh, you, you showed me like we watched West with Voices and East Echoes back in the editing one of the editing suites. Like that was our like our second day actually. I think of you know bonding with each other. Like, it's good memory too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we still thought that uh, this summer we would be able to do whatever we wanted, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay, so, that change, yeah, sure. change the plans, but it's okay. It's, a, it's all right. Those are
0: the memories. More to come, for sure. And um, sure. speaking of which, um, with this whole quarantine, how do you think, how has it affected um, you as a, as a filmmaker, a storyteller, you'd say?
1: Mm-hmm that's a very good question yeah i guess um i don't know i don't know i haven't really been in the process of of writing a lot since quarantine um as far as films i've been trying to get my life sorted out in the process of everything uh unrelated to making movies but um yeah i'm sure it'll change me quite a bit when i'm back to producing movies again a lot of ideas have come out of this. I haven't actually been actively working towards finishing scripts or anything, but I have had a lot of new film ideas come out of this. And a lot of them, I think, are um, just things that I've been wanting to do for a long time and then also things that are just brand new sort of ideas that I think are really interesting. As soon as it's safe again to produce movies and it's reliable to do it, um, are... Everything everything is reliable enough to do it Yeah, lots of things are are waiting to be done. So I'm excited about it. I think it'll change a lot of things. Just my um, my um, I I guess My motivation is a lot higher now once it's safe I'll want to do everything that I've been waiting to do so
0: always the optimist love it
1: How about you what's changed for you?
0: mm Again, it's a really good question too. Um, well, similar to you, as uh, this whole quarantine, I'd say for both of us would be a pause, like a brief pause in our ambitions and plans in the future. Like it really has given us a lot of time to, to plan out. Like there is there is no rush at the moment. There is no deadline for anything to be done. So this is really great to you know be to really use use our time wisely and yeah. there's no it's without any interrupt any interruptions at the moment so so as as content creators of us I'd say this quarantine it's a gift and a curse but mm-hmm. it's mostly a gift for us.
1: definitely yeah, yeah absolutely. I agree with you on that
0: and as an artist what would you say are your your biggest strengths like your biggest strengths or qualities that that in every filmmaker should have such as yourself
1: hmm. I don't know I, I I don't know I don't think I have anything particularly different from anyone else but um, as far as like qualities I think a lot of filmmakers I look up to i um I could only dream of having the same amount of skill as they have. Um, but <clears throat> I guess one thing I could say about myself is I've always stayed true to what I want to do, and I've always, I've always done what makes what makes sense to me, and I've, what I what I've wanted to do, and what I like. So I've never tried to maybe please other people um, with the films I make or what I write about. I'm trying to make something that. I want to see because i know that um there's a good chance if i want to see it in a film other people there must be other people out there who think the same as me so i guess making making what i feel is important and, and um, yeah definitely doing it, doing it as an act of self-expression more than anything i guess
0: So true. So true. Yeah, Yeah, that that actually, I think that what you just said is what most filmmakers or content creators should do. It's basically fulfilling their own vision. They it's about them. It's not always about appealing or satisfying the public opinion. It's usually to stay true to their beliefs. And that, my friend, is showing too. Yeah, like I definitely
1: as, as I invest more money into my projects in the future, there's there's a new sort of thing that you have to hit, right? You have to hit um, some return on your investment. But so far, when you're young and you're still experimenting with film, you really have to make what resonates with you the most and follow what makes sense to you and what you find to be intriguing and interesting and worth making and worth telling. So I think that obviously you, you always want to hold on to that, but eventually you have to try to turn it into a a viable career. So that's, that's where you need a lot of people that are really good with how to, how to sell your film to other people to come in and help you. But I think every director, that's really successful has always stayed true to themselves the same way that we were talking about but they they know how to they know how to surround themselves with people that that make it um a successful film commercially financially so uh, absolutely. it's absolutely. good to know both but I think you should always follow what uh, makes sense to you and what's in your heart first right absolutely
0: yeah definitely for sure man Wow, you truly are an inspiration for all, my friend. <laughs> People should be listening to you.
1: <laughs> like... I, don't, I, I don't have it all figured out, though. I think, like, when you really think about it, like, yeah, I, I think I know what I'm doing, but at the end of the day, you never know what you're doing, right? It's just kind of, I feel like I'm just sometimes just on a random path where I, I really don't know what to expect next from anything i do but that's kind of the fun part of life is you just you, you try your best and you try to figure things out as you go along right you can only know so much so yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't tell anyone to to listen to me in particular but there's people out there that know a lot more but so far that's just what i've kind of observe from from like a per- perspective i would say
0: right sure. um, sorry i sorry i keep uh mentioning this because um cause i keep saying like people should listen to you or that kind of stuff because like you because really like you are like you i think of all everyone in the group you are probably very experience with this kind of stuff with the filmmaking the storytelling process and plus you're you're're you're old, you're older than us and I figure you have like you have lots of good insight having having done films for a very long time that's why I usually whenever I come up with something new you're you're usually the first person I come to
1: yeah well I appreciate it so much and I, I feel like I'm learning from you half the time like Like it's like I I, even though I'm telling you things, I'm learning just as much from you. So it's like we're we're an equal like give and take relationship which is so important. I never never think never never think that you're being the same for me. You are Nick. So I'm only like two years older than you, so don't (laughs) (laughs) no worries. (laughs) I, I think it's there's more to learn from from like like i think listening is always the biggest thing right like i i i always love to listen to my friends and i think they're the ones that teach me everything so everything i'm saying to you Nick, is just like a reflection of basically like you and and all of my friends so that's how i think of it
0: touch man I'm really touched same for you as well yeah, yeah. and uh, you mention it like i i think like friendship it truly is a beautiful thing and also uh, in general and also where we are now because as a filmmaker you don't we don't always have it doesn't have to be just one man like one man isn't always an island we can all do we can do these amazing things all not not just the two of us but all of us many people can do these amazing things but not on their own they also need their their support like their they're allies, they need a foundation, and that foundation is built by more people, which is what you, what you're really showing a great example of, actually.
1: oh
0: uh-huh. thank you, Nick.
1: I can like, say this to you. Yeah, you need to surround yourself with people that uh, want to do the same things as you, have the same, definitely you never want to surround yourself with people with just the same interest, but like surround yourself with people with the same passion right the same the same sort of visions of what they want to do but it's great to surround yourself with people that are different from you i think that's really important people from different uh, backgrounds different origins different um, lifestyles everything like you just need to be around people to really become i think aware of what drives people in the world and what stories to tell what to create because you You learn from everyone that's around you all the time. And that's, I think, the biggest uh, educational experience is just talking to people.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. That with some truly wise inspiring words my friend like that like that was wow like you're absolutely right like this there has we have to grow our circle even more yeah like you mentioned we gotta meet with people who are sharing the same interests as us and same goals which is actually the one of the reasons why you and me get along so well too
1: yeah Oh, oh exactly Yeah, and it's like everyone. Oh, sorry, sorry. You go. Ahead. Oh, no worries,
0: no worries. I'm sorry. You go first. You go
1: first. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, um, yeah. I think finding like-minded people is important for sure. Definitely, when it comes to um, creating things, it's never it's never like a one man, one woman experience, right? Like, it's like anything in life is is better shared and is better. Um, better done when you're collaborating with another person I think that's always almost always better so as far as yeah like uh, I think everyone influences each other like for example our our circle of friends everyone has slightly different tastes but they overlap in different ways and you're introduced to new things that you never would have been introduced to before so yeah friends and relationships are incredibly valuable to who you are as a person and in the end as a filmmaker, like everything. Absolutely. absolutely yeah
0: another uh, important asset for me as a content producer and filmmaker would have to be like finding like an important part is you have to believe in yourself too like which is something I have learned As time past like I gotta be more confident in myself I that's why I think it's also a good thing to have people around you to encourage you to do this to give you that motivation because some, like something On some cases, I tend to—I used to tend to like struggle to find confidence in myself in what I can do. That's why I have all—I'm happy to have all these people, included, to give me that, like you know, that that calling, like that drive to keep to keep going with my goal and be happy with what results might wait for me.
1: So i agree with you yeah that's right
0: and that confidence is what basically creates that passion which is also important important to every artist content producer and filmmaker too
1: absolutely yeah like um i think yeah every every person has their doubts about themselves and i think those doubts those doubts are healthy like confidence is important We need to have some some doubt because that really i think that it, it's a scary feeling right to not feel control and confident all the time but no one is no one is that way and it, i think it's you'd be kind of lying to yourself to always feel confident about everything so you need to like have that healthy sense of confidence with some healthy level of doubt and i think you exemplify that nick like you have like so much confidence and ambition but you you're not um, self-absorbed. You don't just think of yourself as the most important person. Like you're really like a kind and warm person you want to work with others. And that, that's exactly what I think makes people special in the film industry, like the del Toros and the Christopher Nolans are those people that are not just like thinking they're the best, but they actually, they go out and prove it in the end. And I think you're that kind of person, you'll always go out and prove it.
0: Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: That's that's the, the the feeling I get from you is that you're um, you're just made for you're made to be on a stage accepting an award for the work you've done. I I see you you in my mind every
0: time I picture you. That's high praise, man, that's high praise. And I could say the same for you as well. Like you, you are really, you have done so much with all the time you had in university. And even now, like with all your film and music projects, and despite those achievements, you don't think like too, you don't think lowly of others, like you, You think like you see the potential in everyone that that they they can be great you you offer to collab to help to help them you don't you don't think too high of yourself you're just like like you think like just like everyone else like you're you're not just a great artist but you're also an all around nice guy like the kind of guy that people can approach to and talk to as well
1: Uh thank you man thank you we all have our off days right where we've we're not that you know perfect kind of uh um friend or listener but i I, we all have like those days where i I feel like i'm not doing that enough like i'm not being uh um maybe i'm not giving enough love back to people and that's something that i always like regret is like friends that uh, have done great things and i never got to tell them how much it, it resonated with me right um So I think, and you can never be a perfect friend to anyone or perfect, like, of anything. But I mean, like, to be the best possible friend of people, I think, is so necessary to really, um, to feel fulfilled, like, for yourself. And then also, if you're always being supportive of, of other people, you know that those people will always be, you know, someone that you can trust and and express your own creative work with so i think it's so important to 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 validate other other people's success and like and um to share the share the love right not just think about your own work but also get inspired by other people's work and then tell people when when you really love someone else's work that you've seen don't keep it a secret don't just um think about it like some people they might like your stuff but they just kind of think about it and never tell you and that's something i've had to learn is like to tell people what their music is great that i that i've listened to their their um films their anything they do sometimes you hold back your uh, your praise but i think i've i've slowly learned i have to start doing that because i've kind of been a quiet person too long but there's so many people that deserve a lot of Crazy, I think. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, definitely. Love that. Love that. Love your point of view, man. Nice. And yeah, like, but all what you said is also one of my aims when I when after I graduate become a filmmaker too. Like it's not just about the art but also about the heart too. Like it's I, I want to amaze on both fronts. I want to amaze as a great filmmaker and also amaze as a human a great human being too. Like
1: Yeah. So
0: You're already man. You same, same as you same as you too, man. Great you're a great artist, great filmmaker, musician, most important of all. A good man. Very good
1: man. Oh, Nick. That's coming from you, man. Nick is he's practicing so many different things at once. I don't know how he keeps up with everything. Like you're you're writing, you're making music, playing the piano, singing, you're doing so many things. You're the best podcaster I know. So like the, the amount of talents you have it's almost like it's unfair like I I wish that I wish I could like handle everything as well as you do you do a show every week. I
0: sometimes, you know, I miss the shows, you know, like yesterday. Uh, No, it's no worry. It's okay. Like, really, we can't, like, we can't all be, we can't all be perfect. Like, we there's bound to be a mistake here and there. It's it's inevitable. And no one, even if you make a mistake, no matter how many, you can show up late, like, like many times, and that's okay. Like, no one, no one will judge you. It's it just makes you human.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah i guess like consistency is important like i think for filmmakers right they see that the best filmmakers are consistent they make uh you can kind of guess when their next project will come out but it's not always good to be too predictable but i mean it's good to be consistent like always be putting out something in a good amount of time like you see the best of their like um i don't know off the top of my head right like um any, any filmmaker that's one of the best out there you can say that about them but um, uh, there's always there's always going to be a time in everyone's life, their week, their month or yeah their entire career or life right, where there's a blip in the road and they kind of stumble and I think that's, that's what makes people natural human beings like, we can't always be making stuff and doing everything we want to do all the time and do it perfectly we have to accept that we have bad days and that's perfectly fine too right so that's it's what you told me about that it's and you uh, always give sympathy and uh, respect to people that you know when people admit that they've been like for example when I've had to kind of uh, cancel out on some projects or interviews and you've always been so understanding and supportive so that shows that you understand that about people and um yeah that's it's amazing I feel
0: really blessed to have you in my life, man. Thanks, man. Too like, don't cut yourself out too. Like you, you have been using, you have been very productive this whole quarantine. I'd say, like, with all your film, music projects, writing, and also like you, you are you are really an all around nice guy. Like you're very, very, very patient, very understanding. Like you always, you always listen, listen to whatever anyone, including me, has to tell you. Like you're very really really great for get open like that's that's what I really love about you. you you're great at what you do and you're also fairly approachable like people are really gonna really gonna love you not just for what you do but also for your really big heart too it's outstanding man really outstanding yeah.
1: yeah that's how I feel for you you're such a welcoming person and you're you're able to be friends with anyone anyone and everyone and you're also just like You are interested in everything like you you make conversation with people that are different from you, similar to you, and you learn from them. And that's that's what I think what makes me realize that you you have what it takes, I think, more than most people I know that will really go far and just be catapulted into your your dreams because you're so just willing to to grow. And I think that's amazing.
0: Thanks, man. Same as you too. Like you, you always keep keep on going despite those difficulties. Like you, you're a brave, you're a brave man, man. Really, like, wow! Like just wow. People, all those people are very lucky to know you, to have you as their friend, do as well.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank
0: I God. appreciate it. I feel the same for you, man. Nice. Thank you. And also, um, in regards to all your. To the films that you made or helped uh, made, like what? Who were some of your? Who, which filmmakers or directors influenced your your aspirations as filmmaker? You can name all. You can hell. You can even name all of them in your life. I'd love to know.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so, strictly to become a filmmaker, I would say. Um, hmm. Well, I would say so many different like uh, there's an endless list like uh, any of my top favorite films you see in my list that i've created i'd say every filmmaker there like i've probably read about all of those people that i've of the movies that i really like and others but every, every director that i've read about every writer every musician artist filmmaker um has impacted me in some way or another so it's hard to say like exact people but um yeah, like, recently in film, I would say, you know, Denis Villeneuve as a Canadian filmmaker coming out of Canada, being as, as successful as he is, is really inspiring. Xavier on for the same reason, as an independent Canadian filmmaker at such a young age, that's just um, obviously made it seem possible. I mean, like, um, he's an extraordinary talent, and he doesn't come around every every year like someone like him he's like a generational talent in the film industry but he um he's inspiring nonetheless to have done so much so young and and being from the same country i think is uh, so inspiring and prior to that it was filmmakers like uh nicholas blinding raffin Ah, um, was one of my first very first favorite directors um, in high school and he he really showed me that despite his um, I guess um, he, well he's colorblind so he doesn't have the same um, maybe easy way of producing films as anyone else who sees color um, it's not I wouldn't say it's a, it's a disability in any way like it's, it's it hasn't you know been a problem for him I guess because he's making um, incredible films and people with disabilities they do incredible things so I think that uh, is a big inspiration because he showed that despite his um, despite the obstacle it would be to make films with with color blindness I think he, he said like this is what makes his films interesting. His films look different because of his um, color blindness and uh, you know, people might have thought that he did it purposefully, but it was really just kind of based on who he is. That's what his—that's what he thinks looks good, and it ends up looking good to other people, even though it's not the conventional what people say. It's like the principles of cinematography necessarily. He breaks the rules, and he—he's done something that's his own style. So, I would say someone like that as well. Any any filmmaker that I have named as some of my favorites, I think, Uh, there's just an endless list, right? It's uh, just like, I can name a thousand. The only filmmakers I just, you read about them and you take parts of them and you take what resonates with you and you can kind of assemble a sense of confidence knowing that all of these people have kind of come from similar backgrounds and have had to go through obstacles. They haven't had the perfect cards dealt to them. And no one, no one has the perfect set of cards dealt to them. So it, that's what really inspires me, I think.
0: That's, that is really an inspiring tale, Dane, like, all these filmmakers, like, yeah, I I agree with you, like, their not, it's not just their work, but also their stories, like, I'm really touched by how they inspired you into becoming who you are now, like, you can, you combine all elements of all three, right, say all filmmakers, you're practically all filmmakers combined into one person.
1: (laughs) I think it's so important, right, like, just, just, you have to appreciate what everyone's done in their own way. And um, yeah, I I really don't focus in on one person in particular anymore like I used to, maybe when I was starting off and I was kind of doubting. Then I realized everyone is so unique and you can't really compare yourself to anyone. You You just have to take what you like from certain people and try to create something new. Within yourself, but I'm interested to hear from you who who are the directors that inspired you the most to become a filmmaker?
0: Again, that's a really good question, but I'd say probably my, my biggest, as I mentioned in our last episode, would have to be Christopher Nolan. Like I love not just it's not just the story, but or the style, but also how his work on character study. Like his characters in his film are the type of characters that we like we can all relate to. Like they have all these strengths, these gifts, but despite he all that, they have their own, their own insecurities, their own vulnerabilities too. And that is why, what I, why his films really give me, me strength. Like they give me a sense of hope and confidence because they let me, they let me know that we ha- we all have difficulties in us. We have our crutches too. But what matters is that we can actually, we can get through those crutches and use those, those obstacles as strength to meet our goals in the end. That life inspiring.
1: So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Christopher Nolan's another one that I would say for me too. He, um, reading into his story was really interesting. How he um, he didn't he didn't really have an easy time making it. Like it was he, he said I think if you read about him on his Wikipedia bio, for example, uh, mentions that he just he kind of felt like he he wasn't part of that club, right? Like the The sort of he wasn't on the inside. He felt like he was kind of an outsider, and he he wasn't immediately included in the sort of community that he grew up in for for filmmakers and everything. As a person in the film industry, so I think that was something that I think really was shocking to me because you see him and he's like he's done some of the biggest films of the decade of the last twenty years, I would say, and yeah, he never. He never really had a like a leg up. Like he was always kind of the um, an underdog in a way, right? And he always had something to prove. And I think that's amazing. It's inspiring to know that you don't always have to you don't always have to feel like you are already where you want to be. It's like it's like the act of always trying to go out and showing people, like, look, I I can do these things and I can do them well. I think that's incredible. That's absolutely
0: right. Yeah, and now the tables have been turned, and he's no longer the underdog. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, he's, he's, yeah, he's an inspiration for everyone else.
0: Oh, yeah. Another, I'd say, deserves mention would have to be Mr. Quentin Tarantino. Oh, my okay. God. I mean, his, his film, they really sold me, too, and g- gave me they gave me an introduction into more of the film industry like i love how he how he tell his story i like him in terms of his storytelling coming up with all these original ideas like, like like crime thrill crime thrillers and war films but also putting putting a different a new spin in it like tarantino has showed me that it doesn't things do not always have to be the way you expect them to be like they can be something something as you mentioned something unique something different it doesn't always have to be the same he's very spontaneous with how he shows his work like it's outside of what you'd expect to be normal
1: so, uh, yeah and he him too like he uh definitely i would agree with with um what you said about christopher nolan and what we talked about christopher nolan like he's the same in a lot of ways like he uh mm-hmm his life story is so interesting like just a movie fanatic basically and um, didn't go to film school and just I think that was really cool what he did he I think he worked at a video store and really kind of had fun recommending movies watching as many movies as possible so he's like an example of that kind of person just like a student of film that was um, a lifelong student and he he's just always giving love to the the genres that he works in and he's always just just obsessed with movies he just wants to make what he likes and then in turn in turn everyone else that is a big fan of him they love his work because he oh, yeah. touches on something that uh, people that really like him have inside of them right so
0: absolutely and it shows sure, that. I'm sorry were you saying something
1: well oh, i was just gonna say he's so he's so good that way just making unique films yeah sorry you guys <laughs>
0: And his love for film, it's really evident in his work. Like he, like from all, I just love also all of his his trademarks in film, like from the like the non-linear storytelling which I think is really well done too and uh, like how his cast of characters like very colorful characters who are unlike anything we've ever seen before like they're they're flawed even the main characters are they have their own flaws too their own insecurities like they're anti-heroes basically which helps uh, it makes it more relatable and that is I think what makes a film resonate with audiences just something they can Relate to something. It's fiction, yes, but something that feels like it could happen in in reality, and that mm. makes it more powerful.
1: Oh, pretty, yeah, uh,
0: exactly. And plus, I also am a huge fan of black comedy, and Tarantino really nails that very well. Like, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the ending, uh, the ending was really hot, hot, hot.
1: <laughs> oh it's, it's one of those things you can't help but just it's so shocking you you laugh hysterically even though it's so so dark but uh yeah i was i was dying laughing in the movie theater it was uh uh everyone like Camila ben i don't know if ben was laughing so hard but he was I think, more shock, but john was laughing quite a bit the, the group of us we were all just like oh wow this is just what else can you do what else can you do
0: No worries. I'm sure sure Ben was laughing at that scene. (laughs) And you had – how was the pizza too, by the way?
1: Oh, yeah. Being able to eat pizza in the theater, just like, oh, wow. It's – one of my best memories of last summer was that day, just perfect kind of day, right? Like, it's a summer day like today the weekend was, and you're with all of the people you love, and you're just – yeah, it was awesome. We were just missing you, Nick. Everything would have been perfect if you were there. It was perfect, but like you would have made it like the cherry on top. I wouldn't say
0: I wouldn't say that for sure. But things were the kind of words, man. Um, and was Brendan there, by the way, with watching? No,
1: no, he wasn't there that day. No, no, it was just uh, myself, Camila, John, uh, Ben, and Chris. So yeah, it was, Campbell,
0: uh, Chris Campbell.
1: Yeah yeah uh, oh it really That was a cool cool viewing experience very memorable very memorable <laughs> I yeah.
0: it was yeah sure <laughs> and also um, that's what I was gonna say besides, I, I think so much invite Brendan like no group is complete without Brendan Flarsky aka Vulat Rass aka Bernardo Flarsky god that's a lot of names <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's a few others in there I think I Brendan, uh yeah. Uh, I can't keep track of that man's names. Damn. Wow. Brendan, what are you hiding,
0: man? Thanks. <laughs> nice. And um, another uh, big influence for me would have to be. I'd say uh, James Cameron or Steven Spielberg too, like Steven Spielberg is uh, a special one for me because his films, they, like, he was basically, before Nolan, Tarantino, there was Steven Spielberg, like his films, they really set the standard for all, for all other stories that came out on our time today, like like a shark, like he made a shark movie, for example, like t- today not, not many films managed to capture that same magic from Steven Spielberg's films and his films when I watched them, they have a sense of nostalgia to them, like Really make you want to do all these amazing things, like you know, like going going tomb raiding. Well, not from that Tomb Raider, or basically going to the beach. Well, for a time anyway, or talk talking to some friendly alien, and just wow, like he is a magician in cinema. That's how I would describe
1: him. Definitely, it's so true. Yeah. It's- very nostalgic films. I have to agree with that. Sure.
0: And also in terms of, hit, and he also is really good at making all these historical films, like Saving Private Ryan, oh and Munich too, which I saw yesterday by the way with my mom.
1: We loved it. I, how was it? It was nerve-wracking. Wow. i like it's, to see as well. Sorry, I, I still need to see it as well. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah, well, you are going to. Love it. like, it's very. It's based on a true story, by the way. Which, by the way, those are the best. You know, the best kinds of stories, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I, 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 I.
0: Also, um, something uh, we haven't mentioned much about is, aside from your experience with in writing and directing films, how, how would you find your experience in as an actor in your projects? Hmm.
1: Yeah, as, as an actor, I've had a lot of fun. Like it's been something that I realize I, I want to do more of. And um, you can really you can really let loose a little bit Like, you can. You can be whoever you're you're required to be, and it's it's really it's a fun process. Like it's just addicting. I think like once once you start doing it, you realize how enjoyable it is. Just being able to um, let go of yourself for a little bit, and yeah, I think it's it's been one of the most interesting experiences I've had in the last few years, and uh, I would love to do more of it. Absolutely, it's I think it's. Really, something that I think every director should do at least once.
0: Definitely, yeah. And you did a really great job on, on all of them, like especially the East with Echoes. Like, never before have I seen a portrayal of such fear and such fear in in film. But you nail it off perfectly. Like, it was shocking. Like, wow, well done. And the Oscar goes too. Dane McLean. This is the first time an award has been given to someone of 23 years old. Her. Uh, <laughs> I,
1: uh, one day I hope I could act in, you know, something, something someone else is directing. Like, I mean, technically, Ryan Robinson, he directed Eastwood Echoes, but it was a shared co-production together, and that was amazing. So, like, I just want to keep going out, and if anyone you know, who's interested in my work, I would love to be involved in their projects. Like um, something that I have no sort of like control of, right? Like it's nothing I've written, nothing I've I'm in on as a producer or a director. So that's that's another thing I would love to do is just be like totally told what to do by a director. I think that would be a great experience too.
0: Go for it man. You'll definitely do it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah regarding my, and for me in acting like i was my experience has been kind of a short one like i was in my in drama class during my first year of high school right it was it was a, it was really fun too but at times it could be a bit nerve-wracking especially when you have like 20 people watching you oh, yeah. so i kind of enjoyed it like my last role there i for my final project, I had to play a guy who was cheating on his wife with another girl and his and both of them try to get revenge on the guy who was basically me and a lot of a lot of the audiences said oh God they, like they really hated my character and I was smiling because it meant I really I pulled it off like my performance was really convincing exactly. yeah.
1: I, you want.
0: I then decided to uh however I that was my last year taking drama. Like I, I, I liked it actually, but I felt like as an actor it didn't quite work for me. I'm more of a, a storyteller. I like more to tell the story rather than you know being the story. But I'd like to try it out again sometime. Oh
1: definitely. Oh I'm sure you're an amazing actor. I need to see you on screen like stake. Excited for this.
0: Thanks, <laughs> Dan. Thanks. Um as a uh, also was in speaking of which we kind of I kind of discussed this during my brief time as uh, your uh, understudy and on URBF. but um, yeah. what would you what would you prefer more do you like more acting behind the scenes or being more out in the front
1: mm. I love it all I love it all equally I'd say yeah I I'm very happy to be the- behind the scenes I'm very happy to be on screen it's just give me a good project give me a role and I'm I'm happy with that whatever it is yeah more than willing to do whatever whatever is needed for a movie right I I can definitely consider myself to be any one of those and I'd be very happy to, to you know be the director the writer be the the camera operator be the actor do sound do audio do any well audio is sound any any element like the lighting any any part of it our directions you get me to do a dolly i'll be happy like as long as i'm just working on a project i'm passionate for it doesn't matter it doesn't matter to
0: me. Again, you're quite an optimistic guy. Dave. Like I like it. Like you, you have no, and that, that's really a good thing. And you have no favorites or any like final decision when it comes to these kind of things. You just go for it all. Like, and that's good because, as you mentioned to me and many times, like. Part of being a filmmaker or an artist is you gotta try everything like you can't expect to have, just be good at one thing only there are many many other things you can be good at even if you're not good at it it's still good that you try
1: exactly yeah and i think when you're starting off like there's no way to really there's no way to know and it's also important to understand empathize with everyone on your crew right like how you know how it is to to be lighting a film if you're this frustrated actor that's complaining about the the lighting in the movie in your shot so wow. to understand what maybe the lighting technician is going through why they might be having a problem being able to help them being able to properly like communicate with your team i think you have to have some knowledge of everything so it's like it only benefits everyone else if everyone's kind of understanding of each other and where they're coming from. I think is really important. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Also, um, regarding your, uh, future in filmmaking, I'd like, I th- I'm pretty sure our listeners would love to talk to you more about your, your future film, Robbing the Giving Man.
1: Mm. Yeah. Robbing the Giving Man is. uh, some people might know already if they're uh, involved in it, but any any fans um, of the show Sin City, so far what I can say about Robbie the Giving Man, I don't want to talk too much about it because a lot of it is, um, you know, it's still in production and everything. I i not really like the marketing phase of talking about what it'll be, but yeah, it was a project that was going to be released this summer. Um, Filmed, filmed and shot this summer until coronavirus happened. However, it will be coming out probably next year. Um, so as soon as it's safe enough to do it. But I am really excited because it's probably the most ambitious pro- project I've done. and um, It shows, Thank you. Yeah. And it, it, it will involve the most amount of work in many ways. And so crazy timing because I don't want to spoil anything, but my plot uh, does have some definite connections to what's going on right now in the world but I I didn't even intend it to be that way like it's just kind of the circumstance but so whenever it comes out I hope it impacts people and I think it's a really important message that's at the root of it once people see what robbing the giving man is all about so I hope people stay tuned for it because um It'll be coming out within the next the next year and a half to two years at the most.
0: Ooh, I bet people who are listening to this are already hooked.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I could talk a lot about the the story, but I I trying to keep it as quiet as possible. Oh, of yeah, but I am really I'm looking forward to to what comes out of it. I think people will will uh, see something that they haven't seen before from my work, so I'm excited.
0: And we all look forward to it. I look forward to helping you with it as well. I'm already hyped.
1: Uh, Nick will be my co-director and my, just the man that keeps me grounded and, and Helps me all the way. I can't wait for you to be working on this with me soon.
0: Same here, man. Same here. And at the core of it all, like the whole, like the foundation of all of your production and all your films would have to be about friendship and family, basically. Because like we like we we, we all of us want to help each other in this film. Like and we also not just help but also we deeply care about one another. There is no I, I don't I don't I don't remember and I don't think there has been any, like, you know, kind of argument or conflict in any of, in our little team. So I think pretty much doing, like, it's really good, Like right? There's really yeah. lots of family in our team. Like, who says family just has to come from the blood, basically? Like, we. So it can also be a bond, like a special bond you share with some other people. And I think that this that this film and also our little group chat
1: is a perfect example of this. So well done. Well done. I agree more with you, Nicholas. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. You need, you need people that just. Um... We'll always just we'll support each other. I think that's the most important thing. And we have that with, with the, the, the team we have around us. So we're really lucky. I feel very blessed with, uh, know the people I know.
0: Same here. Same here, man. Yeah. Yeah. I sense you. I really sense you.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're going to make history, brother
1: i can't wait for your the wanderer to to come out as well as death of a star these two films i think will be just some of the best films to ever come out of uh, by far to to ever come out of the program at mount royal and beyond that some of the best films of the year so i'm so excited for that nicholas
0: and same as you too, man. You're gonna do great with all your film and music projects. Like all the, there's gonna be a big audience out there. Lots of big audiences. Keep up the good work, man.
1: Thank you, Nick. And then we will have. Uh, oh, sorry. No um, way for uh, releases and all of the, all of the attention your films will get. I think it's going to be. Easy going to be really interesting once you produce these two movies I'm I need to be at the premiere that's all I can say I can't
0: wait. Same as you, I gotta be there as well too. Front row seats. I'm saving us all front row seats for that. Yeah. Also, um, to our listeners, um, uh, me and my 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 other co-host, we both met uh, at February for the podcast Decade Play, where I was we was you were I believe you were my guest for the third episode, which was the best films of the 2010s. Like, basically talk, talked about our favorite films and our future inspirations. And then when we were talking, I thought to myself, yep, this guy is going to be my buddy.
1: <laughs> OK. Safe here, man. Oh, yeah. That's when it all started. That's when it all started for us.
0: Did. Okay. And it keep on going. Also, um, to all those listening, to any of you who uh, want to be part of the film industry just like us, do you have any words of advice to all future filmmakers here, Dane?
1: Definitely, I would say people just need to follow what they love. I think that's as simple as that. If, you, if you're going to become a filmmaker, it has to be out of love and it has to be out of um, I think as long as you have those two things all the time, it'll always be you know something that works out and will really translate into your films and everyone will be able to tell. And I think that's all that matters at the end of the
0: day. Definitely agree with you, man. Yeah. This is definitely the advice people need to hear. Yeah. And for me, I'd say I I would say it has to be more about finding that just like me that confidence like having that faith in yourself that don't that you don't have that if someone says this isn't gonna work out you are you are your own boss basically like there are no rules you follow what you think is right there is no right or wrong in any of this like, you gotta have that same confidence in yourself even if you fail you just you try again it's okay it's the end of the world like I'm I'm speaking about this by the way, from experience, because back then, before I started Mount Royal, I had this uh I have a like fe- fear of, of failure sometimes. Like I'm scared of like not not fulfilling what I intended to do, or rather, I'm kind of scared of uh, letting letting other people down, like my family, or you guys too. So, but then I started to learn that you know that it's part of life that failure is actually a good teacher. <clears throat> And at the end, if you keep, keep move past that, the results will be worth
1: it. So, very wise words. Yeah. Absolutely. It's all about it's all about um, failing and um, making the next project work. I think like there's there's really no success without failure, like you said. And yeah, you can never be scared of it. You just have to have to go for what you know makes you happy and that's what i've seen you do and that's that in itself is yeah. so inspiring to me oh, thanks.
0: thank you thank you few also help. Yeah,
1: sorry. very oh, yeah. few <laughs> people like you nick very few people so you should be proud of yourself.
0: Thanks, you too, man. You also, you along with, are one of those many people who really like helped me believe in myself, find that find that faith that I can really do this and really pull it up. So thank you, and you still keep on doing so. I'm forever thankful for that, man.
1: Oh, it's the least I can do, man. You've done the same for me and more, so. I need to always be there for the people that were there for me, and you're that person for me. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah.
0: And uh, I believe that is uh, all the time we have left for now. I think we, I think we got plenty of stuff. Co- we covered a lot this episode. Don't you think?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. More than one hour. It's just almost like a movie, movie
1: length. <laughs> nice. Nine minutes, just about. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: just wow, just like I can't I also just kinda I just find it really I'm just lucky because 'cause six months, like you were just a guest in my podcast and now I think it's safe to say that we're we're friends now. We're really good
1: exactly. friends. Exactly. Amazing. Life is so funny that way. But mm-hmm oh wow it's meant to be I think it's meant to be it's, yes. it's like written in the stars yeah absolutely man <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me man and so happy to have you. I'm so excited for the next episodes oh
0: yeah and not to mention the crossover between Sin City and DMURBF mm-hmm. <laughs> with the incomparable Brendan Flarsky <laughs>
1: Can't wait for that, uh, oh, yeah, that. Nice.
0: I love it. This reminds me also this whole episode's kinda kinda reminds me a bit of our your solo show on Decade Play. Like the old days.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh before the before the world stopped, yeah. Well didn't stop, but before it's
0: uh, kinda dark.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so true. Nice. Keep Thank on being you, man. Nick. See you, Nick. Thank you. I hope to see you soon. Do man.
0: Too, man. Enjoy Thank the you,
1: rest bro. of your <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nick.
0: And this Thank has you. been Sin City, live for CMRU.ca. I'm Nick Manessis.
1: Was Dave McLean? Thank you all for for listening today. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we will see you soon.
0: Yes. So long. Bye. See you later, bro. Bye, Nick.